the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to L.A. Talk Radio, your real talk station, with 24 hours of commercial-free programming. This is Matt Sullivan. You're listening to The Green Room, which automatically puts you in a better position than 99% of the rest of America. Shit like a homeless man trying to change his life. We do it so fresh, and we do what the fuck we want to do. The Green Room is brought to you today by Amazon. Log on to shantigreen.com and click the Amazon link to support the Green Room today. And now, live from Sherman Oaks, California, the host of the Green Room, Sean Green. All right, everyone, welcome to the Green Room. We're doing it live here on latalkradio.com. Thank you for tuning into the show. We got an amazing program in store for you, as we uh, always do here on the latalkradio.com. I'd like to welcome on my left-hand man, Logan Lysico. Logan, thanks for being here. Bonjour. <laughs> All right, uh, why why going with the bonjour? Where'd that come from? I just realized I had to think of something real quick. So you and just improv? Like, oh, I haven't used French yet. I was like, what's hello <laughs> in a different language? What is hello in a different language, Logan? How you doing, man? Bonjourno in the pocket. How, how you doing, Logan? How's life treating you? Pretty good. Uh, I'm happy that the weather's changing. I think I've been depressed like all winter. Like, I wake up, go to work, and when I'm off work, it's dark and I don't know, kind of cold. I mean, I live in California and I'm spoiled, and it's actually right. Winter is nice. <laughs> winter is winter is like two weeks. Yeah. Two, two maybe three weeks where it rains. And Logan, you have a car with a power window that is fully functioning right. that keeps that keeps horrendous <laughs> yeah, rainstorms no, out really of your car. It could com- be worse, Logan. It I, could be worse. Oh, it could be a lot worse. I have nothing to complain about, but I still managed to do it. It's all right. That's why we're on talk radio to complain. We mix it up. We get into this political rhetoric. Are we, yeah. uh, Logan? <laughs> we're we're talk. We're media. We're part of the problem. Are we? Are we yeah. cre- with our uh, volatile opinions? Are we creating problems? No. We well. This show is doing America a favor, I think. Right, you heard it. Uh, you heard this it when Matt. Not, this is not punditry. <laughs> I guess it is more punditry than. Uh, right, I don't think we're being object. Totally objective. I think but. we're one of the few media outlets that there is no blood on our hands for the Tucson shootings. I'm very confident that oh, we did yeah, nothing no. to inspire or not inspire. Jared Lee Loeffner, the shooter in uh, Tucson, Arizona. Obviously a horrific tragedy. Now, I hope you're not implying that someone else's rhetoric w- could have caused that, because that's, that's like a blood libel. <laughs> well, that's funny you mentioned that, Logan. Uh, we actually have Sarah Palin. Sarah Palin, of course, got a ton of heat, and uh, possibly deservedly so. I, th- I think it's up to interpretation. She course had the graphic released um, earlier on in in her campaign basically saying we have to go after these senators that voted for the or, uh, congress people that voted for the stimulus package and what better to, way to symbolize going after people than putting crosshairs on where they're located <laughs> now is sarah palin responsible for this man no she's not sarah palin is crazy uh a much more benign crazy and a much more this is the kind Let's of crazy. Murderous. This is the kind of crazy I like to see in our country. Crazy reality. She Sarah Palin is not a pundit of of any means or of any value. She's a reality star. 
And I do find it funny when people get so fired up. Oh, the reality star Sarah Palin used a word in the wrong sense. Yeah. Oh, my God. You know who else used the word wrong? Jessica Simpson. Oh, my God. Do we, did anyone care? Yeah, it was funny. It was goofy. She was almost the vice president, though. That's scary. That's the only thing. Because I agree. Like, I don't think she Logan, ever... I was almost a scientist, all right? But I wasn't. <laughs> no, okay? you weren't. You were not almost a scientist. Yes, she I was. Literally... I was very close to be. Did you see my SAT scores, Logan? Did you know Your I thought SAT of... scores from high school, so you didn't go to graduate school or? No, I was. I wasn't as close. Science. Right, I wasn't as close to being a scientist as Sarah Palin. You You're were correct. not near as close. <laughs> Sarah Palin. Right. I guess that is the scary part. So people feel like they have to go out of their way. But I maybe I'm maybe. But yeah, I'm just... I mean, I agree with you. Other than that. Aside from that, if she had never run she for quit president, being the I don't give a shit. She has no legislative power. She's not in charge of anything. The only thing yeah. she's in charge of is her family. And I, I'm fine with her saying stupid stuff. She's she's not she's not intelligent. I mean, I feel bad for women because she's possibly one of the most well uh, well known women in politics. And I feel bad because there are smart, hardworking women out there that uh, are obviously a lot more intelligent than Sarah Palin. And I feel bad that. Um, the female gender is represented by people uh, like Sarah Palin. She's a simple-minded yeah. – she's a house mom. She's got great <laughs> legs. She enjoys hunting and fishing and taking care of her kids. That's where it should end. She's sassy. <laughs> That's oh, what God. It is. Sassy. That's what fires people up about her is some people like what she's saying and some people hate what she's saying. But either way, she's being sassy about everyone's, it. Everyone's got an opinion. This is, of course, Sarah Palin. She's taking all this heat because of the Tucson shootings because she had the graphic, of course – with the um, bullseyes on it. All right, before we listen to this, we actually got a call. Caller, you're in the green room. Yellow. Hello? Hi, yeah, you're uh, you're in the green room on LA Talk Radio. Uh, what's your name and where are you calling from? Oh, Luke from Houston. Hey, Luke, how's it going, man? What's up, Luke? Hey, buddy, how you doing? Do you have a uh, question or comment? Oh, good. Is Sonny Leone there? You're what? Oh, man, I guess I got the wrong number. <laughs> well, Luke, you ever listen to talk radio? You, you called into a radio show. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now That's Luke, amazing. This Luke, is perfect. Luke, uh, you seem like a nice guy. I don't, I don't want to let you go. Now, Luke, who are you trying to get a hold of? Sonny Leone. Oh, okay. Sonny Leone isn't uh, the isn't she an adult film star? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Now, what did you what did you want to talk to Sonny about? I don't know. <laughs> okay. You so you just wanted to see if it worked. You just wanted it. You thought you had Sonny Leone's number, so you figure, hey, this is some <laughs> L.A. number. I'm going to give it a call. Maybe this is an adult film star. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you hit things off. So, Luke, how's Houston treating you? It's all right, you know. It's not bad. Not as good as L.A. But... Yeah, what do you do in Houston? Me? I'm just working at a convenience store. All right. What do you, uh, you work the night shift there? Yeah. Are you at work right now? You're you're at work right now? No, 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 I'm out. Oh, okay. Night off. I was checking my that, kid what, Twitter what? account, you know, <laughs> and it was on. All right. Said, Call me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you saw an adult film star. You're following her on Twitter. She gave out this number for some reason. You decided to give it a call, and uh, you you called into two dudes having a talk radio show. <laughs> exactly right. All right, now, uh, now, Luke. While I got you on there, what's your take on these uh, these shootings in Tucson? 
Do you feel like the media is is kind of responsible for these uh, shooters? Do you think they're encouraging these people? Or do you think, hey, this is just a crazy guy and uh, no one's responsible? What do you think should be done about what happened in Tucson? About what happened to who? The uh, that senator that got shot in Arizona. Oh, the senator got shot in Arizona. Yeah, a congressperson. Did you see? It's been a it's been a pretty big news story. Did, were you aware of this at all? No, no, I wasn't. <laughs> but I don't really keep up with the national news. You know, just the local one. You got to watch out for robbers. You know, I'm like, hey, hold on, can I link my cousin in? <laughs> Sure. Uh, I, I don't know, dude. We got to go, but uh, thanks for calling in, Luke. <laughs> I appreciate it. You're on uh, latalkradio.com if you want to listen to the rest of the show. Search iTunes for Sean Green. Hey, guys, this is my cousin Steve. <laughs> All right. All right, hey, Luke. what's up, Steve? Well, we got, we got to get going here. We're doing a radio show, but I uh, appreciate you calling All in, right. and good luck tracking down right, Sonny what's up, Leon. what's up, man? My name's Steve Emanuel. My city, what up? Yo, 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 Steve, what's up? All right, Steve, you're in the what green the room, hell? man. <laughs> what it do, homie? All right, guys. Well, uh, chilling, chilling. What radio station is this? Yo, it's uh, latalkradio.com. We bang nothing but the biggest hits. <laughs> oh, LA Talk with Yo, Mom City. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, you guys, right, you guys have fun in Houston. Stay safe hey, out hey. there. By the way, uh, by the way, this is a number for several shows. So call this at different times of the day and fuck with the different shows, okay? <laughs> Seriously. Oh, like, man. we're in this studio right now, but someone else will be in here tomorrow. All right, Logan, they, uh, <clears throat> Damn I, let, it. I let Luke from Houston go. That Damn was, it, John. Well, come on. It, it, that, that was going nowhere. I mean, not that. He would have done that. It was kind of interesting that a random guy was trying to get a hold of the porn star, Sunny Leone. Yeah. So I think, I think she, I'm guessing that she was a guest on a uh, one of these adult shows that they have on here at some other yeah. time, and he saw a post that was old. Now, now that's pretty crazy that the guy had no idea that someone got shot in in Tucson, Arizona. How do you not hear about that? How are you just uh, that turned works, off? Dude works at a convenience store. He doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, ah, that's, that's the uh, that's the impression I got. Well, here's Sarah Palin, of course, uh, trying to defend herself. Somehow turning the story about her. And hours of a tragedy unfolding. Journalists and pundits should not manufacture a blood libel that serves only to incite the very hatred and violence that they purport to condemn. That is reprehensible. There are those who claim political rhetoric is to blame for the despicable act of this deranged, apparently apolitical criminal. And they claim political oh. debate has somehow gotten more heated just recently. All right, and then this is Sarah Palin just uh, droning on and on, basically turning the story about her. Oh, man, this is just another attempt for the media to crucify me. No, it's not the, it's not the media crucifying you. I mean, I guess, I guess some people did find her responsible, but when you put out a, a campaign flyer with a crosshair on it, you got you to gotta be more intelligent than that. You have to, yeah. you have to realize that maybe this isn't why he did it. I'm sure that's not directly related, but... Just from a PR standpoint, that's insanely yeah. bad PR. Yeah. I know there's no such thing as bad PR. I would say this falls under bad PR, having that campaign flyer out there, and then using now, blood I didn't libel. See this flyer, so it had crosshairs. Basically, that a person? No, there was. It was crosshairs strategically placed on the maps of these districts of where these different Congress people represented. Oh. So it implied, and it had their names on a list, and it said, "We're gunning for you." Wow. 
At some point, you're you're a public servant. That's just poor judgment. Yeah. I, I don't think you're. I don't think you're, I'm not saying you're responsible, but it's just insanely bad judgment. I mean, I think even Luke in Houston would would realize that that's bad judgment. <laughs> Luke in Houston probably knows about <laughs> bad judgment. But um, obviously, obviously it's a uh, huge tragedy. Barack Obama. He came in and I guess uh, by all accounts had a great speech. Here's a, here's a little clip of uh, Barack Obama talking about the uh, victims of Tucson. And if, as has been discussed in recent days, their death helps usher in more civility in our public discourse, let us remember it is not because a simple lack of civility caused this tragedy. It did not. But rather because only a more civil and honest public discourse can help us face up to the challenges of our nation in a way that would make them proud. There you go. Putting it all in perspective. But yeah. I, 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 I agree with statement. Sarah Palin, her thought that, yeah, don't put this all entirely on me. But Sarah Palin, use this as a learning experience to not put out stuff that could be taken uh, to be incendiary. And this, uh, it's this... weird, by the way, how Republican politicians, and I'm pretty much only talking about Republican po- politicians and maybe Barack Obama and a few Democrats, will actually stand by something crazy like that. You know what I mean? Stand like, by what? Like oh, if, by... if a corporation had put out those flyers, instant apology, CEOs. Well, right. I mean, Sarah Palin should have apologized. Sarah Palin would never do that. Bush would never do that. See, but but I think part of that is she doesn't want to apologize because she doesn't want to admit. Like, if she apologized, that would be her admitting that that was a bad idea or admitting that. But she does. Not only does she not apologize, she comes right out and. By the way, did you hear what the Jewish League has to say about the word blood libel? Yeah, I guess blood libel is a um, a term. It's kind of a uh, a term um, responsible for anti-Semitism. Basically, it was it was used to um, it was like say, people people would tell stories about how Jews yeah all these crazy practices would chop up babies and or ju- yeah eat, and drink it, their blood and stuff yeah it's libelous stuff that's obviously yeah. not true involving blood. How does, how does Sarah, a just, fam- just from a, a basic PR perspective, no. how does she not have anyone that runs over her speeches? Or how does she not have every – she's had so many of these Well, guffaws. someone's taught her the word purport, so <laughs> someone's looking at her speeches. And, and her, her speech is just so condescending. W- women out there, it, it, like if you talk to your husband like this or if you talk to your boyfriend like this, immediately tuning No one should talk to out. anyone like that, you know? <laughs> Logan? Like, yeah. Logan? <laughs> It's important that we remember the Constitution. How can how how can you listen to that and not realize that she's talking down to you? But this uh this Jared Lee Lochner character, obviously the guy's crazy, but he was kicked out of community college. If you're kicked out of community college, and it wasn't he didn't kick he didn't get kicked out of community college for just not showing up to class. He was forcibly removed from a poetry class. Imagine <laughs> if they arrest you at a poetry class at a community college, you should be locked up. You should be put in an insane <laughs> asylum. If you get kicked out of they 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 had a poet you know, an open poetry, uh, people were reading their poetry. And he started uh, a poem about strapping babies to bombs and uh, I guess got really crazy and really ranting. I like to rant, but 
but I don't. I think I could keep it together to stay in a poetry <laughs> class at a goddamn community college. Yeah, that's weird. If the police and campus security are escorting you out of a poetry class, you shouldn't be allowed. They should lock you up. And right. obviously, it, it comes down to crappy parenting, like with all these things. It's it's the parents that really should be responsible. Well, that person's over 18, so I'd. Right, but you think – I mean, possibly – No, I mean, yeah, he probably had a bad upbringing, but at that it sounds point like, – It sounds like, uh, by all accounts, uh, the dad was a huge asshole and was probably abusive. I mean, when you when you commit acts yeah, of mean, violence I, like this, oftentimes you come from an abusive family. And not to make excuses for the guy, he is a grown man, and, and he deserves to uh, be called out on this. All right. Well, speaking of uh, speaking of calling out, I found this pretty hilarious. Lighten it up a little bit here, Logan. We also have comedian Rob Christensen literally on his way. Uh, got hit in some L.A. traffic here. He's a New York guy, so I'm sure he'll be coming in ranting, you know, fired up about how L.A. sucks. So we'll we'll be listening to that later. But um, nice. speaking of Obama and calling out Obama, Sarah Palin has called out Obama a lot. But this is uh, this is a detractor you don't. This is a detractor you normally wouldn't hear from, especially in the political pundit scene. This is a UFC star Jacob Volkman after a uh, recent fight. So now you got a big win over a veteran. Who do you want next? It doesn't matter. Uh, Guida. I don't know. I'd actually Obama. Like, wow, you're calling out a Barack Obama right now. That's pretty big. That's ballsy. He's not too bright. <laughs> what? The, the UFC guy calling out Barack Obama for not being bright. He did figure out how to become uh, <laughs> president. president of the United States. All right. He say what you want about <laughs> he his politics. Figured out how to beat people's face in pretty much. He did graduate Harvard Law School, uh, cum laude. The guy's a pretty intelligent guy. And what is it about these UFC guys? You know, professional wrestlers, they talk like tough guys. The UFC guys don't seem to be able to really master the tough talk. This guy, doesn't he just kind of sound like a nerd? Yeah. Like, I, like wow, a, you're calling out a Barack Obama right now. That's pretty big. That's ballsy. He's not too bright. He made a lot of, lot of like, the making home affordable plan and then his uh, health care plan. Someone's <laughs> got to knock some sense into that idiot. <laughs> he was actually contacted by the Secret Service because he, you know, they counted this as a threat. Right. This UFC guy well, yeah, threatening Barack Obama. Yeah, I mean, you can say it, but it's uh, it's just it's just bad bad timing. Yeah. Speaking of great timing, welcome onto the program, Rob Christensen. Rob, thanks for being on. Hey, it's great to be What's here. Up, Glad I made it. We're uh, we're just here listening to this clip right now of uh, UFC star Jacob Volkman. Basically, he called out Barack Obama. They asked him who you want to fight next. He said Barack Obama, and now it's turning into this uh, weird political stance. He's, I guess, you know, this is a post-fight time to get his political stance up. Wow, this interview just took a whole turn into the political world. Are you a Sarah Palin, Palin fan? Please say no. No, okay. no, I just don't like what Barack was doing. Because <laughs> I'm, I'm a chiropractor. First off, that's a funny day <laughs> job for yeah. a UFC guy to have. <laughs> oh, hey, what do you do? I realign spines during the day and realign faces at night. <laughs> like what? So I know the healthcare situation is is not good, but he's making. Of course, a UFC guy's oh, not yeah. going to be for public healthcare. He's injuring people for a living. Can it worse? This is the most I've ever seen you fired up. Yeah, it's irritating. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Can you restrain yourself. This is the irritating. most I've ever seen you fired up. Yeah, it's irritating. <laughs> I'm starting my own business, and it's it's not real easy. When you, when... Yeah, it's um oh, irritating God. all these new. That um, sounds so. Stupid. This UFC fight has really got shit together, though, right? <laughs> no, seriously. 
It sounds he sounds so nerdy. <laughs> I, as a uh, as a small business owner, I'm uh, very worried about these recent taxes levied onto the small business owner. You're actually giving insurance companies the the, the power to to decline you and and uh, not pay you. What kind of business? A uh, chiropractor uh, practice? Own chiropractic clinic yeah. <laughs> in Wiper Lake. I had to throw that in there, right? Yeah, nice. <laughs> All right, well, congratulations. Can, can I just say chiropractors are the used car salesmen of the medical field? Like, right, they're yeah, not <laughs> They're not real doctors. They're uh, pretty much quacks. Yeah, they're, they're five years, I think. You could go to school for five years and be a chiropractor. I went to school for five years, and I'm nothing, so... That's got to be weird, though. A UFC star who's your chiropractor... Ha- you know, like, I, I just picture him working on your back, and then, you know, oh, hey, what happens if I dislocate the shoulder, like, putting you in weird moves? Well, uh, good to see you, Rob. Thanks for coming on the show. How you been, man? What have you been up to? I've been all right. Went back to the East Coast, disappeared for about a month now, and I'm back. Nice. Yep. Now, I saw you uh, You tweeted that recently your, was it your grammar school priest or something yeah, got arrested? Yeah, what, yeah. Uh, what happened there? I, I found, well, it's like it changes your whole childhood when you find out that the priest that, you, that was like the head of your school for your whole entire childhood got arrested for molesting a little boy. You know? Damn. And it, it makes everything, you know, then everything starts to make sense, you know? Wow. Like, because, like, he was, like, randomly transferred out when I was in eighth grade. So, luckily, I was there for the whole time. Kindergarten through eighth grade. <laughs> luckily, you were there for yeah. the whole time. And he left when, mysteriously, one day he was just gone, and now it makes sense why he was just gone. And he was, like, the wrestling coach and stuff like that. Oh, like, damn. He ran, like, they called it the 7-8 club, and it was for 7th and 8th grade kids to keep him out of the streets. It was, like, a, a community <laughs> keep center him out of thing. The yeah. It was, I'd rather be in the streets at that point if I knew what was going on when I was on a wrestling mat wrestling kids, you know? <laughs> so you were you were a wrestler, and your your coach turns well, out... Well, no, I wasn't a wrestler, like, uh, I wasn't on a wrestling team, but he... See, that's the, it's, it's even weirder, because there was no wrestling team. <laughs> he just had a private wrestling he, club. Yeah, at the 7-8 club, <laughs> he pulled out a mat, and he encouraged the kids, oh, and he was God. like, oh, it's to build character and stuff like that, and he taught us how to wrestle. Oh, there was no, It was completely weird. Whoa. Everything about my childhood is completely fucking weird now. It's really annoying. Uh, and it's like, now I feel like I need to go get know, hypnotized. And nothing happened to you, though. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> but nothing, I sure do uh, love the attention I get on stage. It's you know at least saying? suppressed, yeah. <laughs> But that's what I'm saying. Now I want to so, go okay, see. So now when it when it uh, when he just randomly left, there was no no charges, no, no word or anything. No, this is in the 80s, so it was nothing. You know, it wasn't even public then. It was still really kept under wraps then. It wasn't until, like, the late 90s. Not even. Maybe just the 2000s where it's been blowing up with the priests doing their... Uh... Okay, now, so how did it come out now? You, you sound, It sounds like you just found out about it. He got it. arrested, and it was public, you know, record that he got arrested. And I wow. sat down at Christmas dinner, and, uh, you know, family's like, well, you know who got arrested? Father Bob, <laughs> the guy who we left you alone with for eight years, you know? Eight and hours I, a day, five yeah. days a week. And Damn. I remember, like, uh, he, he taught my, my communion class when I was in second grade, right? And we, we were just completely unruly, and... He left one day, and he was really mad, and he was like a special teacher that day that came in. So our regular teachers were so angry that we pissed him off so much that he left the class that they assigned us to write our multiplication tables, 1 through 12, 10 times each. Now, when you're in second grade, this is a daunting task. I couldn't complete it. Around 7, like my sixth time writing the seventh turntable, my mom was like, go to sleep, tell him I said you didn't have to finish it, right? And what I want to know is how many times tables does this mother have to, motherfucker have to write? <laughs> now, yeah. he got caught molesting little boys. All right. right. Because, yeah, when you're um, – if if people out there, if they're not Catholic or whatever, part of being Catholic and growing up to Catholic school is you go in, 
now now thinking about it, it's really bizarre. You go into this private booth. There's a little yeah. screen there, so you can hear the priest, but you can't see the priest. They can kind of see you. You kneel down. You explain to them all your sins, all yeah. the all the bad things you did, and then they give you, okay, hey, uh, you're gonna have to do 20 Hail Marys, 20 Our Fathers, right? Now, see, the thing also, another creepy thing about Father Bob is, like, when you're a little kid and stuff, it's your choice in the Catholic religion. You can either go uh, anonymous with your confession or face-to-face with the priest. Yeah. But when they were like, oh, you guys are little kids, you can go face-to-face with you. Curse that your mom once. It doesn't matter. But Father Bob only did face-to-face. And I remember going in for fucking confession and walking in. There was, like, purple velour and candles, (laughs) and it was, like, a little room. And it was, like, I I don't know. Who's worse, Father Bob or Michael Jackson? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Father, Father well, Bob. I mean, Father <laughs> they Bob. They both had little rooms that uh, that they brought kids into. Is one was in a yeah, church and the other was in a fun. One land. was least, one know. was literal Jesus juice and the other was yeah. <laughs> just what he decided to call it. Yeah. Have you have you heard from any of your friends or did any story ever come out? No. Before this? But what I hear is that it was someone that I went to school with that he got arrested for something that happened 20 years ago. Oh wow. So it's it could be someone in my class and now I'm oh. not looking forward to running into kids from grammar school. <laughs> It's going to be that weird eye-to-eye of, like, was it you? That's going to be yeah. weird at it's the... Like, uh, if you ever see Larry David stare a guy down, like, maybe it was you. That's what they were going to have going on. You just got to be, like, instantly, like, it wasn't me. Was it you? Dude, no, I'm cool, man. I'm, I like chicks. Everything's good. I'm, all, I'm, I'm stable. Oh, wow. man. Well, that's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's a bummer. That's shocking. Yeah. Does he, do you know, so he got charged, and now he's going to be going to jail? Yeah, that's what I know. I mean, I've tried to look it up on the internet, and I couldn't find it. So I guess it was just in the newspaper, local newspaper, and they, they had to inform me of it. But it really has changed my view on my entire childhood to know that there was a shark in the water the whole time. That like is something uh, where you felt safe. Crazy. And- crazy. Well, speaking from uh, that sexual assault, I don't know if you saw this, uh, Rob. You're uh, from the New York area. I don't know if you – you said you're not a, a big football guy, but obviously you're familiar with Lawrence Taylor. Yeah. Lawrence Taylor was charged over the summer with – Basically, seeing a 16-year-old prostitute, he had sex with her. Uh, he claims that she was 19 and that he didn't know, and blah blah blah. Well, now he turned his kind of turned himself around and basically uh, pled guilty to hooking up with this uh, at the time 16-year-old prostitute. Well, he said that he understood that he waived his right to a trial. He acknowledged that he had intercourse with this young woman. He acknowledged that he offered to pay her $300 and did pay her $300 for having intercourse with him. He acknowledged that there was DNA found in the hotel room that was linked to him that would have proven that. And he also said he now knows that she's 16 years old. At the time, he said she told me she was 19, but he recognized that that doesn't exonerate him from uh, committing a crime. He's still responsible for the fact that she was 16 years old. Basically, he got off, or, well, that's a poor use of the words, but he got to flee. He caught the plea. He's not doing any jail time. All he's getting is six years probation because I guess he, he testified against this pimp that was running right. uh, this whole operation. The interesting part is now he has to register Lawrence Taylor as a sex offender. So now he's going to be on that list of Megan's Laws, Lawrence Taylor. So it's going to be weird. There's going to be a public record of where Lawrence Taylor lives for as long as he's on this list. And I, I don't really know how, how well it wor- or how it exactly works. But I know sometimes when you register for these sex offender lists, you, you literally have to go around to the neighborhood and yeah. go up and tell people. And I'm just picturing this. 
A guy opens the door. Oh, my God, Lawrence Taylor. How's it going, man? Yeah, I wonder where he lives. He's probably in the Hamptons. It's a mild driveway to ring each doorbell. Yeah, exactly. You know, he's out of breath by the time he gets to each door. He only talks to butlers. He never gets anyone. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's just uh, – yeah, I, I don't know. Who do you who do you believe in this? You know, you know Lawrence Taylor's wife is – you know that's love because immediately when it happened – the the wife wasn't mad at Lawrence Taylor. She was just like the media set him up. That it was all a it was all a sting. My husband's innocent. He would never do something like that. And I'm guessing she's gonna stay with him. So that that to me is a loyal woman. Like after it, you plead guilty, she's still gonna stay around with you. But you don't know what the deal is because I'm sure he wasn't faithful when he met her. You know, <laughs> no. when he was a football star. So they might have a, a yeah. deal worked out where you know she's taking care of and he does his thing. You never know. You never know. That's, um, that's what I think. So this, this yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like. Most professional athletes kind of had this situation and where... And in his defense, he paid her yeah, 300 exactly. bucks. Uh, <laughs> it wasn't totally... It wasn't totally... He did good business. Right. He made sense. Lenny Dykstra also, um, I guess his uh, housekeeper, I just saw this, uh, accused him of sexual assault. Lenny Dykstra's had a very interesting um, post-career from playing professional sports. He after he got out of professional sports, he lost all this money. Uh, a broker, you know, he gave a broker two million dollars. Next thing you know, he only had four hundred grand. So Lenny Dykstra took his money in his own hands. He built this car wash empire. He he got involved in the stock market. He had all this like all these investors had all this money going, and then all of a sudden it just went horribly wrong. Like when the stock market burst, Lenny Dykstra lost everything and just owes all these people this money and. Uh, you know, basically, it just sounded like he was kind of his own, just like walking credit disaster. Where he would just take people's money and and you know shift it around in stocks. But now he's got this uh, housekeeper filing a sexual assault charge on him, or you know, uh, sexual assault charge. But he has a he has a hilarious um, he has a hilarious quote about it. I get and this woman, who do who do you believe in uh, here? Because uh, there's text messages that she admitted to. Um, you know, receiving money for sex for him, but now she's saying it's assault. And he, Lenny Dykstra says, if she was assaulted on Saturdays, then I'm a ballerina dancer on Sundays, Dykstra said. Quote, this is a maid. That's not even worth commenting on. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Just like, man, God bless Lenny Dykstra. I mean, not God bless him, but I, I wish I kind of had that swagger to just basically tell everyone to just go F themselves at a moment's notice. I was looking up some stuff about Lenny Dykstra. This was a documentary made about him. And uh, this is like they're interviewing people. It, it was like some premise. They did a reality show about Lenny Dykstra, and they're interviewing some of the employees. This is before stuff really hit the wall for Lenny Dykstra. Lenny says that being with him or working for him, either you quit, you get fired, or you become a millionaire. Hey, bro, listen to me, man. Uh, he's he's interviewing this guy to be a driver. His name's Julio, and he's a he's a pretty effeminate guy. So it's interesting to see Lenny kind of interview this guy. What happens when you're with me? If you're my organization, you either become a fucking millionaire or you get fired. <laughs> you like men or women? <laughs> he's asking this this guy in a job interview. Pretty sure this violates. Pretty sure that's illegal. Yeah. yeah. Man. Okay. <laughs> That's okay, bro. Look, you know why? <laughs> not, not, I mean, look, I like women. I'm a normal dude. You know? <laughs> look, oh uh, I like women. I'm a normal dude. But, but <laughs> what I mean is, I, I, I don't look down on that thing. Because, see, what happened is, 
I know for a fact that nobody chooses to wake up next to another guy's hairy ass. <laughs> like, that's what he—that's him trying to comfort the other guy. Wow. Like, hey, I—I I I hear... don't look down at that at all. I'm a normal guy though. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, I know no one. Oh god. Yeah, it, you're not—you're not doing anyone a favor. Well, like we were talking about last week, this Ted Williams story, a little too good to be true. People were really. Hyping up Ted Williams, the Golden Voice homeless guy. Oh my God, this is such a such a great story of redemption. His life's all back together. He's getting all these job offers. Oh my God, he 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 was just a down he was just down on his luck. There was no real reason why he should have been. You're familiar with the story, right, Rob? Yeah. But basically, you know, the guy was living on the streets. He was um he claims he's been sober for a long time. Turns out that was a lie. And, of course, now he's checked himself into rehab. And it's weird that the fame is going to the guy's head within three to four days. Like, literally, we were talking about it last Thursday, and it was just the, – the video had just hit. He was getting all these job offers to be a Cleveland, Cleveland, <coughs> Cleveland Cavaliers announcer. Hey, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to job doing a voiceover for Kraft. Everything's going to be great. Oh, hey, we're going to reunite you with your family. Hey, you know those nine kids you never talked to or gave any money to? Hey, they're still out there, as it turns out. And, uh, yeah, we're going to reunite. Uh, obviously, uh, them getting reunited didn't work out great. Uh, the, his daughter was out at a L.A. Um, hotel hanging out with her dad, having, supposedly having a great reunion. And, of course, they get arrested, or he's held in – they ask him questions about what happened. And this is him explaining the story of uh, what happened with his, uh, you know, reuniting with his daughter. I wanted to bring it to a close by just saying, you know, shut the hell up and let me talk to your mother. <laughs> That's him being reasonable. Hey, just shut the hell up and let me talk to your mother. That's what he's saying on TV. When that was said out of my mouth, my daughter exploded, just erupted into this. Jump up in my face. Don't you? Do you have not? Yeah, you uh, just met this person who is <clears throat> your daughter. You, you haven't been in your daughter's life. life. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't given any money. Haven't helped raise the daughter at all. And you're you're gonna go on Entertainment Tonight and critique her right away? Yeah, you, you know, no shit. She's gonna be pissed off at you. This type thing. This got the flying. None of which were mine. None of which were mine. But they were escalating. First off, if your if your daughter beat the shit out of you, would you tell anyone that story? I'd be like, oh yeah, I got I was in a bar brawl. Another um, bum just beat me over the face with the bottle. <laughs> did, did your daughter beat you up? No. What? What? You, you think my daughter could beat me up? I'm a grown man. To that point where it could have gotten really ugly, <laughs> and so in the process could have gotten really ugly if I decided to be the old Ted Williams before I got uh, viral <laughs> video success. Of doing that, I got scratched on my face. And uh, my nose, the bridge of my nose, or the nostril part of my nose. <laughs> they had these entertainment shows are just soulless with their music, yeah. like D drama, drama, pump yeah. the drama. Scarred. And he was like, "This is the daughter." <laughs> and I stand up out my chair and I said, "Who, who are you talking to?" She was screaming, "I'm gonna sell this story. You know, you don't have to worry about it." He said, "You, you fat." <laughs> when he said that. I just got angry. You think you've got bad press now, you know, and he was screaming all of these things, and I'm thinking, oh, Lord, I truly expected the cops to show up a lot sooner. He has consumed at <laughs> so least did Kraft pull their offer a bottle or? of Grey Goose tonight. I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if they did. He already shot the commercial. Did you hear the commercial? This I, is uh, this is great. This is one of his first jobs post-viral video success. This is Ted 
Golden Voice Williams uh, talking about craft. For, the craft commercial is the, the commercial itself annoyed me. A uh, the, the premise is oh dad, it's this uh, you know se- smarmy little kid going dad uh, just invited a client over without even giving mom a minute's notice. Luckily mom had craft macaroni and cheese. First off, like the dad some asshole for trying to have a business meeting. Like, <laughs> oh hey yeah, you know who buys that craft macaroni and cheese? My <laughs> job. All right, you know who buys uh, stuff for me? Clients. Okay, so when I come home, yeah, you have to whip together some craft macaroni and cheese. Sorry to put you out of place, lady. So that's already annoying. But uh, here's here's the commercial and the. You're, you're the smarmy little kid, the voiceover kid, and then it goes into Ted Golden Voice Williams. Dad really screwed this up. Now, first off, how, how ironic is that that uh, this guy is in a commercial where it's dad really yeah. screwed things up? They should have got his actual daughter or one of his nine <laughs> children to record this. You, you want to see the Ted Williams actual Kraft macaroni and cheese commercial? First off, Ted wouldn't be there because he's out smoking crack and drinking tons of booze. Okay, he's not there to even to even have the kid go. Dad really messed up. No, the kid they don't even have Kraft macaroni and cheese because he's not around. He's a shitty dad. All right, well here's his voiceover work. <laughs> Kraft home style macaroni and cheese, <laughs> cheesy noodles topped with golden brown breadcrumbs. You know you love it. That's a smooth voice. <laughs> yeah, the voice is good. Yeah, <laughs> but it, 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 the voice is good, which well, makes it that much more fr- that which makes it that that much more frustrating that he didn't do anything with it his entire life. He had the, an easy job. Okay, hey, you're a, you're a traumatic uh, veteran. Okay, it's tough to get a job. That guy had a job. He you couldn't take that away. You can't lose that voice. All the crack he smoked. Yeah, he's not missing any limbs. He's not and how partner. hilarious would it have been to smoke crack with this guy? How I, I've never smoked Ooh, crack or done anything. That's some good crack. <laughs> yeah, just like, hey guys, hey, hey there, you want me to suck your dick because I get some more of that sweet, sweet crack? Crack. You know you like it. Well, I um I decided in the uh I actually I was driving around today and I saw a homeless guy and I thought why not try to talk why not try talking to him maybe. Maybe I can get some uh, Ted Golden Voice Williams action going. Maybe I can be this guy's ticket out of being homeless. His name is uh, Derek, and I uh, I talked to him. Here's here's a here's a little clip of me talking to Derek. I would not describe his voice as like golden. I host a talk radio show called The Green Room. And uh, what's your name? Hi, Nathan. Oh, sorry. His name's Nathan. <laughs> First off, I don't know why I was telling him what show it's on. Like, maybe I'm going to get some, you know, I'm just always plugging the show. Like, hey, I host a show called The Green Room on L.A. Talk Radio. Now, I know, I realize you're begging for uh, money for food. I don't food, think but... you can get it on that Walkman, but. <laughs> yeah. I, I know you probably don't have access to the Internet or a smartphone, but if you do, make sure you look it up on iTunes and download Here's some more of uh, me talking to Nathan. Now, have you heard of uh, Ted Williams, the um, homeless DJ who just recently hit it big? Um, I think I may have heard of him. <laughs> he has no idea who he is. Uh, I mean, obviously, how would he? But Did he say, I think I met him a couple times? No, he's just like, yeah, I think I know who he is. Uh, it's funny how everyone does that. I mean, I'm guilty of it just as much as uh, Nathan here, where someone's... Hey, you've heard of this, right? And you go, yeah. yeah, that sounds familiar, even though you have no idea what they're talking about. So here's me trying to trying to find a star, trying to find another homeless radio announcer. I'm I'm gonna give him some, give him a couple lines, see if uh, see if things work out as well as it did for Ted Williams. Hey, you're listening to the Green Room with Sean Green on LA Talk Radio. You want to give it a try? Yeah, sure. 
And you're listening to the cream over uh Sound Cream. So, you know, I'm really appreciating you want me to listen and we're gonna walk you more tonight. Alright, I, li- I like the enthusiasm. I like that though. He threw in that old, we're gonna rock your world tonight. I didn't ask him to do that. I like that improv. Now he also, the Ted Williams, uh, the, um, he also did a, uh, a recent ad for Kraft Macaroni and Cheese. Have you ever had Kraft Macaroni and Cheese? Yeah, sure I have. Okay, now, like I said, this is one in a billion, but do you, could you think of anything like, uh, how would you sell Kraft Macaroni and Cheese if you had to replace Ted Williams? Well, I would just sell it just, you know, just as it is. You know, just as food as it is. Okay, but, like, let's say um, you... <laughs> but, I mean, that is... He's like, oh, no, I just let the product sell itself. I mean, that is good <laughs> advice. Kraft macaroni and cheese really does sell itself. I don't know why... I don't need to know why they need to hitch their... They're trained to the Ted Williams star. You got the voiceover job doing Kraft macaroni and cheese commercials. You know how the guy comes on at the end, hey, cheesy, delicious Kraft macaroni and cheese. You want to try one of those? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, try our new delicious cheesy from Monday, <laughs> bro. Uh, cheesy filet is the greatest. I bet you what you have for taste, you'll never go uh, back for any other food. You have to try See? Wow. Now, that guy... Why, why do we, as a society, I did that to prove a point. One, I have too much free time. Secondly, why do we care about this uh, Ted Williams guy so much more? Why are we not caring about Nathan as much as we do about Ted Williams? Why Ted Williams? He had a great gift, and he pissed it away. He had the opportunity. At any point, he could have walked into any radio station and gotten a haircut and gotten a job. This guy, Nathan, he doesn't have that obvious physical gift he doesn't have a he's not basically sitting on top of a a job ticket he's just looking to cash in and i'm just pointing out that it it you know we're kind of getting in this weird place where we just you know the story becomes bigger than the person there was a reason ted williams was homeless there was a reason why he wasn't having a job there was a reason he was out on the street he made awful decisions and to think oh hey someone just pulled up and oh okay yeah everything's gonna be a-okay they no, the guy has a lot of stuff to do but we want to make it this quick story oh, okay hey we just randomly found him and everything's a-okay yeah life's not that <laughs> simple that's what i hopefully i proved my point yeah and he's an he's like you said he's an able-bodied 50-year-old. Nathan, 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 first off, he's a bum in Burbank. There's like no bums in Burbank. And I was, I was like, oh my God, what are you doing here? <laughs> and uh, yeah, he seemed like a nice guy. I gave him five bucks and uh, hopefully he used that to, he might've been uh, using some methamphetamines, but hopefully he, hopefully he used it. At to, some point he buys food. Right. Maybe exactly. God, right, he's still alive. So he'll buy some food, right? Yeah. <laughs> he's got, he's got to keep You're living. Helping him survive. Right. I, I, I take some solace in that. Hey, I help a guy survive. But I, I got to say, I'm not surprised at all by this. Like, most people are. I guess he was some sort of a symbol of, like, yeah, I guess people just wanted to believe that some homeless people, for whatever reason, why would you want to believe that, first of all, that homeless people can't help it, you know? <laughs> right. I, I think it's just everyone wants that Cinderella story. It's be- you know what it is? It's because in that... That first YouTube video, he seems like such a sweet guy. He's just like, oh, thank you so much. And then they interview him, and his story seems very simple. It makes sense, and it makes him seem not so bad. Just like, yeah, I used to be a voice guy, and then I got into drugs and this, that, and the other. And, you know, the way he talks and everything, it's just so nice. It's like, you know what? 
give that guy a second chance. Oh wait, he has nine kids. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's <laughs> he was currently he and... was working as a pimp, like a, a, yeah. a local tire shop owner is really angry because he yeah. used to rob the tire shop or or take like you know steal well, he scrap would drive metal. business away because he would <laughs> yeah he'd be running like, women like being <laughs> that that's got to be intimidating having this guy as your pimp. Yo, bitch! I said, give me my money. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You know you like it. <laughs> Uh, good old Ted Williams. What? And now he's uh, he's complaining about the fame, and he, he can't take it. And, uh, oh, man, everyone wants to take my picture. And Well, it's really hard to smoke crack when you're famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Get away with it. <laughs> yeah, that's Whitney Houston. You got to hole up. You can't yeah. be walking around. You can't be doing the Today Show. <laughs> uh, my God. My God. Well, speaking of uh, God, LeBron James... <laughs> LeBron James claims he claimed that God sees everything and that karma is a bitch. I don't know if you saw this, but he claimed that uh, God sees all, karma is a bitch. He tweeted that after the Cleveland Cavaliers got destroyed by the uh, Los Angeles Lakers. They lost the game by, I think it was like 50-something points. Like, they got embarrassed. Yeah, they made half the points that the Lakers made. Right, and I actually had money on the Cleveland Cavaliers. They were getting... Whoa. (laughs) I turned the game on. I was like, what? Is that a score? Yeah. Right, it seemed like a typo. Is that a 7 or a 9? Is that a sh- Shouldn't the 7 be in front? What's? Yeah, they had like 8 points in the first quarter. I was like, oh my God. They're not professional athletes. And it was embarrassing. So he, LeBron James, karma's a bitch. First off, who, who are you saying? Are, yeah, aren't you the one that kind of like pissed right. everybody off? Yeah, you're the yeah. one with all the negative karma. The Cleveland fans... They they supported you the entire time you were there. Yeah, they were angry when you left. But maybe they, it was a defeated like, yeah, karma's a bitch. I'm really <laughs> feeling it right now. It's uh. Well, after he it was it was perfect. It, it, the the karmic justice was perfect because after he tweets this condescending thing about karma, the next day of course the Heat <laughs> lose to the Clippers. Uh, uh, you know, a, not a great basketball team. Like they've only won 12 games and the Heat. Are you know supposed to be this vaunted NBA team? So immediately the next day he loses, and uh, it's just so great when people. I love when people you are know so. What that score was by the way. No, I, I think. Uh, I mean, the Heat did, normal. The Heat didn't get destroyed, but obviously they're a much better team. Like the Heat have a legitimate shot at the NBA championship. The the Cleveland Cavaliers. I mean the uh, Clippers. They probably won't even make the playoffs. But I just love when people. Um, you know, to explain how God works to everyone else. Yeah. Like, okay, guys, I know how <laughs> yeah. God works, and uh, God was very involved in this meaningless NBA regular season game. Yeah. I, think, <laughs> buddy, I, I have a new rule where it's as soon as God comes in the conversation, the conversation's over for right. me. Yeah. And that's because a lot of my God conversations with a convicted pedophile, so. God. You look you, you you look still shaken up by that, obviously. <laughs> now, is this, now are, you, uh, are you very religious at all? No, I'm not. Really, I'm not. Now, really. does this? Do you think if you were religious? I guess this is kind of a tough question to ask. But do you think if you were religious? Do you think that would change your opinion? Absolutely. Yeah. Totally. Well, it is. There is something weird about. Um, you know, I grew up Catholic, and uh, and I, I don't even know about my beliefs in God or or whatnot. But there is something to. Okay, hey, you, you know, stuff like this was going on along the whole time, and I'm supposed to listen to. Hey, maybe you were involved. Maybe. Uh, you know, maybe you covered up stuff. Yeah. It, immediately, you're suspicious, and it's not like, oh, okay, it's not like it was addressed at the top. The Pope himself 
was involved in kind of reshuffling these priests when he was an archbishop. Yeah, you got to walk away from it. And I'm I'm annoyed at like cuz my family's like really hardcore Brooklyn Irish family. So when we're growing up, they're always worried about like the quasi homosexual black music teacher at the public school <laughs> yeah. who's just like trying to uplift the choir and stuff. Like he's totally doing a great job. Yeah, he's he has a decency nice to, to fuck grown men, you know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> On his free time. Like, that's who they talk crap about is the music teacher when it's the priest the whole time. Yeah. Disappointing. Well, because you you trust the priest. You think, hey, hey, what? he's a priest. He's 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 committed his entire life to God. There's not any way he could he could be uh, doing something that wrong. I don't know why. I, I don't know why they don't allow priests to marry. Why not allow priests? It seems like a simple solution. Allow priests to marry. Hopefully that will filter out these uh, homosexual pedophiles that obviously have some weird sexual issue. I mean, I, it's tough Why for me to believe. Marry? Isn't it like one it's of the saints old... never got married? So I don't know. But it's, it's some... not based on like something written. It's in the not Bible. based on the Bible. It's interpretation of of you know a two thousand year old at least document. Why not allow them I think to marry? It was like the Apostle Paul or John. Never got married. Right. And it's like, some or Jesus, yeah. and that was it. It's some Jesus, weird tradition that they're hanging on. Never got married. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Not, if you let him get married, okay, then all right, he has a family. There's a much better chance he's a normal, regular guy. And oh, hey, you want to talk about family values? You want to talk about yeah. God hanging out with families and doing family stuff and God stuff? Okay. And and if I'm gonna take advice on my marriage or how to raise kids. Doesn't it make sense that that guy should have those same experiences? Hey, I raise kids. Okay, here's my advice. Here's my advice on how to teach kids about God. I raise kids. Well, now you guys are talking. You should come over to the Protestant side. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to go that far, Logan. It's probably just not go to church a ton. Well, man, oh. <laughs> uh, thanks a lot for coming in, Rob. Hey, no I wish we uh, wish we had a little more time with you, but. Uh, yeah. You know how the traffic goes. It is what it is. So uh, where can people get more uh, Rob Christensen? Friday the 21st, I got a show, top, top secret comedy show in the back of a furniture store in Marina Del Rey. Nice. So uh, there'll be more information on the internet coming up. All right. Stay tuned to that. <laughs> on the internet. If you've heard <laughs> follow, of it. Follow, uh, follow Rob Christensen. Uh, yeah, at... follow me on Twitter. Rob, yeah. Rob, Rob loves bagels. Rob loves bagels. Go Wait. there. I need followers and stuff. I do funny <laughs> things. Hit me make, up. Make sure you check that out. I got a couple shows here to talk about. We got the Comedy Garage, January 22nd, so make sure you check that out. And, of course, I will be uh, headlining the theater in Philadelphia March 12th. You can go to SeanTGreen.com to get tickets to that. And we have some big-time guests coming up to uh, fill out the month. So make sure you stay tuned, and I appreciate you guys getting the word out. The green machines are growing. Because the show can be as good as you guys make it. The, the more the more you get the word out, the more downloads and the bigger guests I can get. That's how it works. And uh, I appreciate your support. And uh, thank you, guys. We do it live every Thursday night, 8 o'clock on L.A. Talk Radio. This has been The Green Room. you for listening to The Green Room. Log on to SeanTGreen.com and click the iTunes link to subscribe today. And check me out at DocumentaryLabel.com. <laughs>